Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I don't know if you're like me, but as I drive down uh, 40 there, and I look up on the side where they've done a lot of uh, you know, work on the interstate, and they've come in to, uh, uh, you know, plant grass. And I look up over there, and what I see is I see just uh, uh, gullies coming down. I see the, the, the grass being separated and moved out of the way, and it's like eating away at that bank. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you, if you drive down that way, you know what I'm saying. And I looked up there one day, and there's this huge building that's up there on the side of the interstate and it's got a fence and that erosion is starting toward that building. And so they're doing everything they can to brace it, to make it stop and to make it go away. Well, how much more should we, when we see erosion in the family uh, uh, of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the world today and more in particular in our own homes, how much more should we seek the Lord and seek His Word to stop this erosion process. You see, you can do it. I, I don't think, I'm not uh, fatalistic. I'm, I'm not of those of the world that would tell you there's no hope. This is just the way it is. You know, you just hang on until you get out of here. And then when you get out of here, you just lay down and, uh, you know, there is no afterlife and there's nothing. I don't believe that at all. And you don't believe that at all. There is help to be found in the Lord for our families and our homes to get them established the way that they need to. Some of you are contemplating marriage. We want to make sure that we have marriage foundations. We want to make sure that we have something to build on. And so that's what I want to talk to you uh, about today. We must establish our homes, our families, our marriages upon a firm foundation. And we know the Scripture tells us about that, doesn't it? Today, we can sit in church, we can talk to each other, we can communicate and say the niceties that we do, and that's good, we should. But I'm going to tell you, we can be sitting there and our marriage is falling apart, decay, erosion is there, and if you don't do something about it, your house is going to collapse. Well, God has sent me today to give you a word in due season, your house does not have to collapse. Others of you, you're together, uh, you know, you're married, you're making it okay, but that's just it, you're just making it. God doesn't want you to just make it. He wants you to have a good marriage. He wants your home to be happy. He wants you uh, to have pleasure in your marriage and your family and your children. And so the church has to stand up and we've got to say what a marriage ought to be. We've got to go to the Scripture to find out what it ought to be. I tell you too long, Hollywood has painted a picture for us and it's unreal. They can't even live by it. They switch partners, get married and divorced or live together and leave. Constantly, because it's a facade. It, it won't stand because it doesn't have a foundation. Now, you all know I've said this before. You know, the world's way is lust, rust, and dust. Isn't it? What do I mean? Well, you, you know, you're drawn to someone. You lust after them. It's not a love. It's not any of that. But then, okay, then you get married and then what? Then it's rust. 
your newlyweds, it's great for a little while, and then you stop working on your marriage, and guess what? It gets rusty. And then what? You don't, still don't do anything about it. I must have made a mistake. I must have married the wrong person. And then what happens? Dust. It's dead. Well, I'm going to tell you, I believe there's resurrection power in here today. If your marriage is dusty and dead, let's get it up, resurrect it, and let the Word of God breathe new life into it. Amen? Now, I'm going to ask you all to do something for me today. How many single people do I have in this room? Lift up your hand so I see you. Okay, now I want you to be my prayer partner today. I need you. And let me tell you how I need you. I need you. I want you to listen, of course. But I want you to join with me in praying very quietly here today uh, for me and for the people in this congregation because they're homes and marriages that need to hear what I have to say. And I want the single people. See, this is going to be a seed. If you, want, uh, if you are believing for a husband or a wife, this is a seed. If you're not, invest in another life. It doesn't matter. If you don't want to be married, no prob. Paul said, if you're unmarried, stay that way. If you're married, stay that way. In other words, be content and happy wherever you are. But I need our single people. I want you to pull with me today. Will you do that? Nod with me. Let me know. Let me know that you will. I need you right now to do that. Now, the things that I'm going to say to you today, number one, it's to help you and your marriage. Apply it to you and your marriage, okay? There's, uh, that's what we all need to do. Apply it to ourselves, to our own homes. Then allow it to strengthen you. Allow it to help you and your home. See, it's not just your marriage, folks. It's your kids, too. Did you know that? It's your children. They need you to have a good relationship with your spouse. That's a good vision before them. It helps them to grow up and do things the right way. You know, I heard a story, and it's a sad story, just the other day. And it was about a preacher, and he didn't know how to treat his wife. And he would get angry and he had a horrible temper and he would smack her in front of those children. Well, the son grew up and what do you think he did? The only thing he knew to do, what had been showed out in front of him, what had been modeled in front of him, he did the same thing with his wife. And guess what? This wife, his wife said, I'm not putting up with it. I'm out of here. I'm going back to mama and daddy. And you know what? She should have. Whether it's mama or daddy, she should have got out of there. You don't let somebody beat you. Well, I have to submit, that is not submission. That is abuse, and God never intended for that to happen in a marriage. Well, you submit to me. Well, you love me like Christ loved the church, and I will. You see, we've we're, we're got this submission thing all out of whack. And some of you might just get mad as an old wet hen at me when I say that. But you just get mad. But if you'll hang on, you'll change your tune. That's really true. So we want to apply it to our own marriages. We want to allow it to strengthen our families. And then we want to use these messages that I'm going to talk to you about to go out into the highways and the hedges. See, you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Is that not true? You are, right? You are an ambassador. So as an ambassador, you take the good word and you share it with other people. You may have family members. All of us are touched in some way with marriage and home erosion. That is for sure. 
In some way, we all are. It could be family members, people we work with, uh, you know, our own marriage. It can be just all kinds of ways. Uh, and, and so what we want to do is be ambassadors for Christ and share the truth that we know from the Word of God and how to have a better marriage. Isn't that true? I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to turn to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. And I'm going to read here with verse number 24 through 27. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. See, our foundation has to be founded on the rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell, and listen, and great was the fall of it. Now, you can be here today, and you can be hearing what I'm saying, but you can say, well, that'll never work for me. Well, you're right, it won't, because you have to mix faith with what you hear. There is no doubt. But here he's saying that if your house, your home, your marriage is built upon the rock of God's Word and has a firm foundation, it says when the rains and the storms and the winds come, it says your house will what? It will stand. It won't fall. And so if you hear what I'm saying today as I share the principles and truths of the Word of God and you will begin to work them and you will begin to apply them, it doesn't matter. The winds are coming. See the, the house that was built on sand? The winds came to it. The winds came to the one that was on the firm foundation. It came, period, and it comes into your life and into my life. Everybody experiences it. But you've got to have the right foundation. The world doesn't have the right foundation. The church should have the right foundation. And the church gets the right foundation through the Scriptures and seeing how we are to relate to one another, how we are to treat one another. It just doesn't go to marriage. It goes across the board. We've got to know how to relate to people. Some of us are just rude and unkind, and we need to work on it. Whoa! It's true. Oh, I know it's not any of you, but it's somebody you know probably, right? No, I've been unkind and I've been rude before, you know, but I don't like to act like that. I repent when I do it and try to get back on track. But what I want you to see here is these uh, foundations for your marriage have to come from the Word of God. You cannot live with a husband or a wife and know how to treat each other without this book. Now, we can think we know. We can get some things right, but we can be off course in a lot of things unless we look in this book. When you hear me speaking this morning, 
Don't you sit there and say, well, boy, I'm going to tell my spouse about that or I'm going to remind them about what she said. No, because what I'm saying is for you. Say, it's for me. See, the only one that you can change is you. You can't change anybody else. Does God make anybody change? No. He asks us to change. He deals with us tenderly and kindly. He, you know, uh, speaks to us and wants us to change, but he does not force anybody to change. He doesn't force you to get saved. He doesn't force you to receive anything. Well, then if he can't do it, then we can't as individuals do it to someone else. We've got to allow change to come to ourselves individually, take care of us. So when I'm preaching to you this morning, don't sit there and say, well, I knew it. That's exactly what he does. That's exactly what she does. And now I'm going to remind it. Now I've got, I've got something to fight with now. No, if you do that, that's wrong. That is wrong. Love would not do that. Love takes care of number one so that you can do the things for your spouse that you need to do. See, listen to this. You get in this war. The woman says, well, if he'd love me, I'd submit. And he said, if she submit, I'd love her. (laughs) It's a war and there's no answer to that. So start, one of you begin. Even husbands, if your wife is just horrible, a yeller, a screamer, a nagger, and all of that, listen, guys, begin to love her. Begin to be kind to her, to do things for her. And you may have to grit your teeth to do it, but do it anyway. Wives, if your husband is belligerent, hard to live with, an old bear, submit in the way that God tells you to, and that is to Uh, uh, to be adapted to your husband, to try to help him. That doesn't mean that you're under his feet and that he's, you know, the ruler. That doesn't mean that. Dictator, the Hitler of the home. Now, who wants to live like that? I'm telling you. 1 Peter 3, and we're going to look at that at one point in time, and I don't know when, today, tonight, or sometime. But it talks over there about, are you, y'all listening to me up there? Wave at me if you're listening. Yeah, they're listening. How about you all up there? Yes. Great. Hallelujah. Everybody's listening. Over here? Everybody up there. Where, what are y'all doing? You're listening too. Okay. But what I want to say to you this morning, 1 Peter 3 talks about being joint heirs of the grace of life. It didn't say that you've got the king and then you've got all the little ones, you know, the ones that don't count. It says that you are joint heirs together. And if you've got, I don't care if it's a woman that wants to dominate, you're going to have an unhealthy marriage. And if you have a man that wants to dominate, you're going to have an unhealthy marriage. You've got to be joint heirs. There's too much of this. You know, living independently and doing your own thing. Well, I've got my bank account. He's got his. I've got my hobbies. He's got his. I've got my friends. He's got his. That is not the way it ought to be. Should you have hobbies without your husband? Well, sure you could or your wife. Sure, that's no problem. 
Should you have friends? Oh, sure, you should. But there's got to be some of that happening together, not two lives growing apart. What does the Bible say? That you become one. It doesn't say that one dominates the other. It says you become one. Now, singles, are you praying with me? I feel that prayer wheel turning. (laughs) Okay, so you've got to have a firm foundation for your marriage. And it's only going to come through the Scripture. And when the enemy comes to try to tear away, to, to try to erode your marriage, to try to bring the winds and the rain and everything that he brings, then you stand on the firm Word of God. You see, there's something that happens when... Marriage partners go through difficulty and they suffer in their homes and in their families. There's two things that happen. Either they grow closer together or they go further apart. If your marriage is centered on the Lord Jesus Christ, that is what will pull you together. You see, too many people, they get married. They might go to church a little bit. Maybe there's some people like this in this room. You might... You know, do a few little tokens. Maybe every now and then you might pray over your food. Maybe sometimes you might read the Bible. And every now and then, who knows, you might even pray. And then you expect, well, where was God when I needed Him? Well, I tell you where He is. He's there all the time. And He's waiting for us to seek Him for the relationships that we have in life. God is not pleased that we're suffering, that we're hurting, that we're wounded. He's not. He wants to heal us and He wants to raise us up. And that's for sure. He wants to raise us up and not leave us in that. You know, I read something and it was just shocking, really. It was talking about women in particular who had gone through divorce. And because of the divorce, they were just... They were just devastated. You know what I mean? Many of you, you've gone through divorces and maybe you're working your way through it right now or maybe you've come out to the other side, but you know what I'm saying right here. Uh, These women had gone through divorces and they followed the same women for uh, like eight and nine years and they came back to them and you know what? They were still hurting. They were still wounded. It might not have been as fresh as the the time that it happened, the divorce happened, but they were still working through the problems. Divorce is not the answer, guys. It isn't the answer. God can take love that has died and resurrect it, but you've got to give Him something to work with. You've got to work with the Word of God. You've got to cooperate with it. And you see, so divorce isn't the answer. You know, I believe that's why in Malachi, God said, I hate divorce. There's very few things that God says that He hates. But He said, I hate divorce. And you know why I think our loving Heavenly Father hates divorce? And some of you can identify because it does such damage. It does damage to the husband. It does damage to the wife. It does damage to the children. It's pitiful. See, the the children need their mother and father, and they need to see a strong, loving relationship between their parents. 
that is so needed today. And we need to raise our children based upon the scriptures. You remember Abraham. God spoke about Abraham and he said, I have chosen Abraham because I knew that he would raise his children in the right way. And then the Bible tells us, bring up your children with the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Children are a heritage of the Lord. They belong to God. He has entrusted them to you. Shape their lives, mold their lives for the good, not for the bad. Not putting hurt and instilling pain in their lives. What's happened has happened. You can't unscramble eggs. But you can begin now to pick up and go on. You can pick up and receive victory in your life in place of the problems and the difficulties that's been going on. Amen? Amen. Don't you know that's true? Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.